Live at 5 Sports is brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. We're joined weekdays by Jim Suhan of the Star Tribune and Talk North Podcast as we discuss Minnesota sports. Bill pinch hitting for Todd today. And, well, it's a big day today, and we've been hearing news all week about moves in the NFL, Jim. Uh, uh, any news from the Viking camp today? Yeah, and you and I are recording this at 1230 on Tuesday, so we're not. this might not be comprehensive by the time people hear it, but the Vikings have had a lot of movement. Uh, they look blurred frames. I don't think they're particularly sad about that, but it does highlight that they're going to need to find more cornerbacks. They lose Patrick Peterson to the Steelers. Uh, you know, I know they just didn't want to overinvest in an older cornerback, but you know, he did make some plays for him last year. Uh, they lose Dalvin Tomlinson, a defensive tackle that they really do value. They lose him. Uh, they're going to need to. You know, that, that, that's a blow. He was one of their better defenders last year. Uh, they end up bringing in a defensive uh, end they think is a good pass rusher uh, who has not been very productive, but you know it gives you a hint that uh, they're trying to find some more athletic players who can rush the passer. Uh, they bring in a, a blocking tight end. Uh, they bring it there. They uh, it sounds like they're trying to extend the contract of Harrison Smith in a way that would reduce his salary cap number. That's not done yet. Uh, they have just struck a deal with Kirk Cousins that lowers his salary cap hit this year. Uh, first reading, we talk about it more tomorrow once all the details are out. First reading of it is that he made it, he cut a deal that does help the team with the salary cap this year, but doesn't necessarily bind him to the team after 2023. I Again, I haven't seen the full details on the contract yet, but that'll be a really interesting thing to see how that plays out. Sounds like they're still trying to trade Dal- uh, Dalvin Cook, and uh, and they lost Herb Smith, which I don't think they consider a major loss. Uh, and things are, things are percolating pretty quickly right now. Sounds like to me maybe Tomlinson's the one guy they really uh, you know wanted to, to keep on the roster. He's the one guy they've lost who I think they really valued, and uh, I think they do consider that. The, I mean, you know, listen, would they like Patrick Peterson back? Sure, but they don't want to invest too much in an aging cornerback. Uh, and it'll be really interesting to see what they do if, if bringing in this Davenport guy uh, means they are ready to move on from Zedaria Smith, or if they, they are, or if they're just trying to build build up as much, their pass rush as much as possible. Uh, might be the end of Zedarius Smith, though. Well, Davenport was a high draft pick, but uh, has he been plagued with injury, too? Because he didn't really do much last year, did he? No, he had a good year two years ago. He's had a lot of injuries. He was not productive last year. And But, you know, this is the interesting thing about bringing in somebody like Flores and having kind of an analytics-based front office. You know, they're not going to, you know, you and I probably would look at his stat his stats from last year and say, we're going to want this guy. They're, you know, they're looking at it through coaches and analytic guys, and they're probably saying, hey, this, there's a lot of upside here. You can get him relatively cheap because he, did, he is coming off a bad year, and obviously they see something in him that they think will, they can make him productive. Depending on how all this irons out, uh, you know, it will probably affect the draft somewhat, I would think, uh, whether they really want to be aggressive and try to trade up or whether they're going to try to stockpile some additional picks. Uh, only five picks uh, for the Vikings, and that's not a big number, is it, for the draft? No, Rick Spielman always believed in amassing as many picks as possible, and uh, partly to build out the roster, partly to give himself flexibility on on draft day where he could actually make a lot of trades. He liked, he liked jockeying for position. When you only have five picks, it gets harder unless they trade him down. Now, you know, where the Vikings are picking, you would think that that would make them candidates for trading down. You might 
prefer two second-round draft picks instead of one first-round draft pick. The tricky thing about that is you don't want to trade down away from a great player who might fall. You know, remember, this is a franchise that got Randy Moss and Percy Harvin in the, and Justin Jefferson in the 20s. So you might plan on trading down, but you might not want to trade down until you see who's available there on draft day because a great player could fall to you. And, and as much as we know their needs are cornerback, pass rusher, uh, you know, somebody like Justin Jefferson fell to you, you'd take him. Yeah, because uh, you never know. You can make future moves if uh, if you've got some uh, capital there to work with. Uh, let's talk Timberwolves for just a second. Now, you know, they're they're a 500 team, let's face it, but uh, they are coming off a good performance again last night. Uh, both teams were 500 going in. It seems like the Wolves are headed in one direction, maybe the Hawks in another. But I don't know. I think we'll find out if this is uh, anything different when the Celtics come in uh, or are they going to be resting a lot of their guys uh, with load management. Have you heard anything about that? Haven't heard whether the Celtics are going to play their, their key people or not. Uh, they still have a lot to play for. I'm guessing the Celtics will be taking a full swing at this one. Um, and really, you know, the wolves are just the wolves are good enough that they can have a good week anytime. They're 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 a funky enough team they can let you down at any. I think do think beating Atlanta was a must. Uh, Anthony Edwards was excellent. Kyle Anderson triple double. Uh, starting five all played well. Conley was really efficient. I really think it's going to be one of their keys here. Is you know does Conley shoot well when opposing defenses leave him alone? If he can do that, they're very hard to guard. And, of course, we're still waiting on Carl Anthony Towns getting back. You know, uh, they call him slow-mo Kyle Anderson. He's kind of a unique uh, player, isn't he? He might be one of my favorite Timberwolves of all time. Really smart, really good guy. um, Plays, and, you know, it reminds me of what Cheryl Reeve always told me over the years, talking about players and point guards. She said, I don't want the person who, I don't want a fast point guard. I don't want fast players. I want players who who can make, you know, make plays under control, you know, and you don't have to be fast to beat somebody enough to be fast to get your shot off. And that's Kyle Anderson. He just, he's a brilliant player. He makes the right play at the right time. Uh, he, and everything he does is slow. I mean, his release on his shot. Sometimes it looks like he's fake. looks like he's faking. Uh, you know, he, 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 he has the slowest Euro step I've ever seen, uh, but he, he knows, he knows how to play. Yeah, that's that. When you look at it, it's just it's it just stands out almost. Uh, well, uh, we haven't talked about it, Jim, and you know it's uh, it, it's one of the things that occupies a lot of people's time, uh, you know, in the office, uh, getting those brackets filled out. But uh, NCAA tournament actually starts with a couple of uh, first round matchups. Uh, I don't know. I just have seen probably less college basketball this year than I can remember. So I'm just not up to speed on some of these top seeds or even some of these that might pull upsets. I think the combination of the Gophers being bad and the fact that there's great parity in college basketball, and we all know that the regular season really doesn't determine anything other than you know whether you're in the top 68 or not. I just don't get into the regular season anymore. Uh, March Madness is always fun because you have so many games, and in, uh, there will be a certain number of upsets. You're going to have a certain number of great finishes. That's the nature of the sport. The regular season just doesn't do it for me anymore. So I don't watch that much men's college basketball. I, I will tell you the, the the college basketball team. The only college basketball team in the country that really captivates me right now is the South Carolina women. They have replaced UConn as the uh, best program in the nation. They're coming off a championship. They're undefeated. They have a huge, long winning streak going. If not for COVID, they might have won another title in the recent past. They just feel like they are building something unique. 
Well, and that maybe should be an example for the Gophers that you don't necessarily have to be one of these true blue bloods to, you know, raise the level of your program because, you know, it's been a long, hard struggle for them. You know, they've been kind of knocking at the door for a while, but it's good to see that uh, they've reached this level. Uh, and, and it really comes down to Dawn Staley. Uh, she is just brilliant. She's everything you want in a coach, uh, recruiter, leader, uh, public figure, spokesperson. Uh, she's a, she's a I covered in the in the Olympics. Uh, she just and she's a former great point guard. She she just has everything going. One thing she's done down there is she's really created. She's made the South Carolina women's basketball program kind of the center of a party atmosphere you know she they, they bring in fans to their part to their practices they they you know hold all kinds of events where they reach out to the community and they built up a really loyal fan base and that shows when they have a home game well uh, the uh, twins uh, have a split squad affair today they did shut out the yankees uh, anything stand out at all uh, in the early go so far are things going pretty well it seems like to the outsider you know that really doesn't have an insight into what's going on all that really matters is health. Uh, you, you really don't, you know, maybe one or two bullpen positions uh, come down to a, a spring training competition where it matters how you look. Every other position on the roster, the major league roster is pretty much already taken. It's just about health and people getting their work in. So, you know, there's, I love spring training for the atmosphere. Uh, anytime you pay attention, close attention to what's going on in the field, you end up fooling yourself. Luke Hughes is the greatest spring training player in twins history and he hit about a buck 80 in the major leagues and got cut it just there's no translation from what you do in spring training to what you do in the big leagues jim always great to catch up with you enjoy the rest of your day and thanks for the update great thanks bill